welcome to Pinecones and Moonstones, the podcast where science, witchcraft, and history combine. I'm Cassie. And I'm Desiree. And this week, we're talking about our own ritual practices and, like, what we've been doing so far this year. Oh. <laughs> In the middle of Mercury Retrograde, which we will be talking about next time. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It'll probably still be going, too. Because it doesn't end until the 9th. Of March? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what day it is today. <laughs> uh, my watch says it's the 23rd. Oh, yeah. Lynn, yeah, it should be right at the tail end. Yeah. There's only three this year, which I feel like is a low amount. Isn't there, I think there's only three normally. I For some reason, I feel like there's like four or five. No, there's normally, I'm pretty sure there's normally three. That's what I've always... I've never really paid attention to it this specifically. It just feels like it's always happening. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be a fun. That'll be a fun one. I like diving into those because my my Mercury retrogrades always seem to be a little different than most people. Mine, I feel like either nothing happens or Zach almost dies. That's there's there's no in between, really. (laughs) This has happened twice now. That's pretty extreme. Also, he books. Trips to go to like big wrestling pay-per-views, and then almost dies. Always we, during we the booked trips during this, which probably wasn't a great idea, but it was necessary. So, well, it's like he'll book them before, but the trip is during the retrograde. Oh, and he almost dies. Like he tried to go to a WWE one, and he had the heart thing, and then uh, he had something else happen to him. The year before that, it's just like he has his bad luck around retrogrades and planning to try to go to wrestling shows. Hmm. So it's either that level of like shit has hit the fan or nothing. Might be something specific in his chart that makes because some people just have the hardest times. I'm like I don't know as much about birth charts as I'd like to, but um, that might be something for us to dig into for the next one. But anyway. I'm going to check. He is co-star. So I'm looking. He's at Aries, Libra, Pisces. That's an angry fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's why it's it's funny. An angry, so judgmental fish. Uh, yeah. We're also pretty much, like, kind of the same person. Because it's all, <laughs> it's all really weird signs that go together. Um... But, yeah, it's it's strange. I don't know. He's got, uh, oh, his Scorpio is in Pisces. That might be why he's feeling weird. His Mars is in Pisces and mine is in Scorpio. That's what it is. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, shit happens to him all the time during the retrograde. It's crazy. We actually, I think, literally named an episode about Zach almost dying during the retrograde. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it kept happening. Um, yeah, so we've been trying to do a Stark and an Ornate ritual every month. Yeah, I definitely did not limit myself to one of each month. I only did one Ornate one in January. I feel like I do Stark ones, like, every day. Yeah, Stark, 
I would say I do it obviously more often. And then some of my more ornate ones were actually building off of ritual work that I had started in the previous year and just kept like, like I have a, huh? Going with it. Yeah. I'll just like, I'll re, you know, and just add more. Cause I feel like that's the best. That is one of the, the best descriptions of, you know, ornate ritual is when you just add layer upon layer upon layer of a thing yeah you had a thing and a thing and a thing and a more thing until it's it's a big thing so uh I don't know what'd you work on uh well in January I was I think we talked about like psychic abilities which I didn't even know where to start with (laughs) so I ordered a house of hoodoo candle oh okay for psychic visions I think Mm-hmm. Um, it's what the technical, like, name of it is, but, like, ooh. Um, her candles are different than yours, and it's, like, scary. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's weird. It just feels weird, I think. But, uh, for February, I was working on balancing emotions, which I picked a hell of a month to do that. Yeah, you did. Uh, which has turned into just boundary setting of all forms all the time, which I kind of built off of in January because I was like trying to do stuff with weed magic in this. And I started noticing things happening, Mm -hmm. which is why the kid, I was like, Um, because I used a couple of your candles and then, uh, the, the one from her and it was just like, a weird mix of like starting to notice things like I would get a song stuck in my head and then it would come on oh like, yeah that's the radio yeah. or something or um I would have something stuck in my head and it would show up in somebody's Instagram stories that was <laughs> the weirdest fucking thing because it's like people I don't know in real life mm-hmm. like if it showed up in Zach's I didn't count it because we listened to mostly the same music all the time <laughs> But uh, it would, like, I'd just be flipping through Insta stories and it would, like, somebody would show, like, a screenshot of the song they're listening to or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was fucking creepy. Um, or I would get, like, a word stuck in my head and someone would say it. Hmm. Like, in completely unrelated situations. Like, I would be thinking of it on, like, at night and then I would go to school the next day and somebody would say it. Whether they were talking to me or not. And it's just like, this is weird. Uh, and then I kept getting weird, like, feelings about shit, and then whatever would happen next is what makes me feel that way normally. Mm-hmm. It's just weird shit. I don't know. That's <laughs> cool. And then I got into working with Hades for some reason. Because the dogs were acting weird, and I felt weird. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that whole trip yet. <laughs> you don't have to come up with a reason. You can work with whoever you want, man. That's it just seemed like a, like a, I don't want to say a compel, like not a compulsion. It's not like that level of weird, but it was just like uh, being called to it almost, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't like stop thinking about it. And then I made the weird soaps and I still can't stop thinking about it. So I don't know. Sounds I don't know like something you got to dive into. Yeah, I've been working on it. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, mostly this month has just been, like, massive boundary-setting stuff with, like, kicking out emotional people that I, like, emotional vampire people 
that mm-hmm. I don't need to deal with and cord cutting and like working on like I guess it's positive thinking. I don't really know the real term for it, but it's like when you get those like super negative thoughts, like depression thoughts almost, and you're like depression or anxiety thoughts, I guess. But you like flip whatever your brain is telling you into something like happy to counteract it. Like you purposefully think of something happy to counteract it. I've been trying to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's working or not, but we'll see. (laughs) I mean, well, I would say it's working as long as you keep trying. Yeah. When you, when you stop trying, I guess, is when it's not working. Yeah, because this, it's been, this month has been rough. <laughs> but it's going, I feel like it's going better. I set up, for March, I decided, I, like, wrote down a weird list of random shit to work on. So, in March, I'm working on creative endeavors. I don't even know That's what fun. January Cassie was thinking of with this, but, yeah. We're going to see. Uh, I didn't make any sort of list because I should just, we should just know and record for history that anytime I say I'm going to do a thing, (laughs) I will not do it. I will immediately like 180 into something else. So I know we talked about um, doing psychic work for January. I did not do any (laughs) of that. I kind of switched over into um, money work and like trying to you know, keep, keep my end of the income afloat and like, you know, shop stuff, just in general money work. And then February kind of, I made the slow switch over to like, um, what's the best way to put it? I guess like family happiness and contentment, like trying to make sure that uh, my household is feeling loved and content and appreciated and that kind of thing. And I didn't even mean to do it during the month of February. Uh, <laughs> it just sort of happened that way. Cause I'll like forget when, you know, I work from home most of the time. I, there, like, obviously I do some work outside of the house cause I'm still working part-time for that other job, but like my days get mixed up and my kids have to remind me. Cause I just, I am in my own world most of the time. It's terrible. Um, so it kind of drifted into that, and it was I guess it would happen to be around Valentine's Day. Um, but I actually sort of, uh, for me, the the start of all that money work we did, like December, January, and then into the, you know, family happiness and that kind of thing, it was very connected and fluid. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, for some reason, it was a natural thing for me to be like, okay, I don't seem to be gaining the ground that I'm looking for what's another way I can think about what I want? Well, what I want is for my family to be safe and to be doing well and to feel loved and happy, that kind of thing. And then now I'm kind of letting it quiet down, like I said before, and seeing where things fall before I pick back up again. Um, But I thought, I don't know how comfortable you are with this. I thought it would be cool if we could give just a general example of like one stark ritual we've done and one ornate ritual we've done doesn't have to be like you don't have to tell your secrets but (laughs) just so people have an idea when we're talking about a stark and an ornate uh ritual okay do you want to go first or you want me to you go first (laughs) uh okay well i um i've been reading this book that i think i talked about last time called becoming dangerous and it's like different essays um, but what it like about ritual and stuff. And, um, one of them was about using 
skincare and like a routine as your daily ritual. And so like fusing intention with to eat like into putting on or using each thing and stuff like that. So I ordered a whole bunch of stuff because I've also never done skincare because I lived in the South, which means I just put sunscreen on my face and hope that I don't melt. And when I moved to the desert, I think we talked about it uh, before the school year started. Uh, the desert has started drying out my eyeballs like it's that bad here. Uh, so I ordered a bunch of stuff and I've been doing like little mini rituals. So it's either in the morning or at night when I'm doing weed magic usually is uh, I start just doing whatever the little routine is with like the 20 different things that I bought because I spent too much money. Um but it's, like, each thing that you put on can be either, like, an armor kind of thing, which is how I've been using makeup lately with the boundary setting. And mm-hmm. then it could also just be, like, showing yourself a little bit of that gratitude and, like, care. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what my Stark things have been recently. That and, like, where I set my rings on crystals when I get done for the day. Because I wear a bunch of rings. I only have one on today. But, uh, like, where I put stuff overnight. And, like, I've been really into altars. So I've okay. just been, like, rearranging them randomly with different things that I like. Mm-hmm. I posted one on Instagram today. Mostly it's, like, I find random things to buy on Instagram. Like, the new Venus <laughs> candle that I got. Because I was like, it's purple. I need it. It's very um, pretty. I like that color. Well, so everyone I seems one... to like your your altar setups. You've been getting all the all the props from yeah. people listening about your pretty altar setups. Uh, my I had mine reset up, and then we moved the thing. So, not related. Um, this past couple weeks has been a fucking hot mess for me because my youngest daughter had broken her bed before Christmas, so she's been sleeping on a mattress on the floor, and for me, that's like. to me it's not a big deal that's like I spent a lot of my childhood like that but for her it was a very big deal to not have a bed so I finally went out to Walmart because they had a sale and I got bunk beds and I put them all together and then I cleaned their entire fucking pit of a room again (laughs) like the worst thing as a mother is just knowing that you have to go back in there in three months and deep clean the shit out of that thing because two girls in one room it's just it's insane anyway not even the point so basically I lived in a sorority house I'm aware <laughs> so I did that and then we moved um my desk into their room because they they both really really wanted a desk I was only using it as my my new altar area and for like recording mm-hmm. and so I was like well they seem to want it you know more so we moved that in there um and then slowly we've been like going through each section of the house, trying to, can we do this all the time? It's like a purge and cleanse thing. And then my husband rearranges everything because he cannot stand it when things have been in one place too long. Oh God. He is not like, he can feel that stagnant energy unconsciously and just has to get it out. So it's actually nice. And he is kind of like moves on to me a little bit. Um, But when I was, when we first got together, drove me fucking up the wall because I'm like, I'd, I'd finally figure out where something was. And then, and he then he'd move it. <laughs> but it makes sense. Like, it's clean. Our ho- You know, our house gets clean. But it's always kind of in stages of things that need to be gone through and put back in a different way. And um, I forgot what my point was for all of that. I just got real deep into, like, 
cleaning that bedroom. I had a point. Stark stuff, maybe? Well, the, the, the cleaning. Oh, altars, yeah. So my altar is now uh, in disarray again. I have a small, very small working altar, which I don't know if you can see the triangle up over there. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm working off of currently, and I can't do my real big setups that I like to normally do. Um except for the big uh, ornate rituals. So it's like a, I, I think I kind of felt hindered, like all of my ornate rituals are like big Stark rituals. <laughs> like, so they're not as like, oh, you know, I don't spend longer than an hour. Yeah. You know, one of them, like I can, like I know it's possible. And that was really when I had this idea, what I kind of wanted to compare was those really long, you know, more than an hour long ornate rituals or these really stark anywhere from five to 30 minute rituals, that kind of thing. It kind of depends on the person that you are. But um, let's see, what did I do? I did, I think my starkest ritual would have been just lighting a, um, a candle with, I think, my intention carved into it and burning it down. And then uh, a more ornate ritual that I did is I have a, a honey jar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will add things into that, uh, consecrate it, burn more candles with that have been dressed with oil and herbs and have been inscribed. And then um, sort of continue to do rituals with that same honey jar building mm. off of. So, like, I'll do one each day. Or, like, in, in in addition to that, uh, burn a road opener candle. So, uh, that's kind of what I had going. And they were those were for the more, like, the family, you know, contentment, happiness sort of deal. Um, so, I actually did not do any sort of psychic work at all, like I said. I <laughs> but I probably... Um, I did a I, lot of tarot for it, because that's, that's the only way I could think of to, like, start. So I would, like, just go through and, like, stare at every card, and then if I felt... That's kind of what happened with that one that everybody likes on the, the show Instagram with the crystal grid with the little crystals you sent me, because I've never done that either, and I was like, I'm going to try this. Uh, but it was... um I was just, like, flipping through. I did a reading, and those were the ones on the bottom, and then I just flipped through, and, like, whatever felt like it needed to be on there, I just kept adding it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how well that works as a methodology for other people, but I am complete chaos most of the time. So for me, it seemed to work pretty well. Uh, everybody reads tarot a little sort of different. I I think for me, I didn't. Uh, I read tarot all the time. Like that's so for me, that's not as much of like a a psychic thing I need to work on. You know what I mean? So when we talked about working, which is stupid, <laughs> when we talked about doing this this sort of ritual work for psychic abilities, I did not even think of tarot. And I do that literally, I mean, as often as I can. Even sometimes I'll just come up here and do, do, do real quick. Okay, and then go, you know. Yeah, I've been trying to, like, do a reading a day for me, even if I don't post it. And that's kind of been, like... When I stick to that, which some days I forget, I feel like I notice more of the things happening that I feel like are, like, me trying to work on stuff. Right. Synchronicity to what you're working on. And, like, the... 
along with the Hades thing, it's just like the the deities that I've been picking or drawn to for soaps and just like the the stuff I'm interested in because I've been diving super deep into astrology recently is just like I'm trying to frame psychic abilities as kind of like an intuition thing. Mm-hmm. And so whatever I feel like it doing, I'm like just trying to go with it. And instead of like psychoanalyzing it or like freaking myself out about it, I'm just kind of like going with it and seeing where it goes, which is weird. <laughs> no, I like I'm, that. That's normally how I do almost everything. In well, my see, life. I'm like super hyper planner person <clears throat> most of the time because I just don't have time to not know like exactly what's supposed to be happening all the time. So like I'll plan like these are the books I want to read for fun this month or like whatever. But now I'm trying to like not do that as much. And it's kind of been fun. It's very yeah. free. That and ironically, the boundary setting has been very like freeing. Well, I think because uh, especially boundary setting in magic um, gives you the it relieves you of that guilt of having to turn something down that you didn't want to do anyway. Yeah. If you set those boundaries that you don't have to feel guilty about telling that person no, because the boundaries set, you're just, you're just respecting the boundary, which is a rule. So, yeah. So I, I know I need to do those more often. Uh, it's funny. Most of the candles that I make are spurned from a something that I myself need to work on and then I rarely ever have time to use one of my own things. Like, I'll always, every once in a while, I'll save one that I know I want to use. Like, I have a Hecate one um, that I saved for myself that I have been That's waiting been to use. That's been one of my favorite that you've, like, ever made. I, I want to do it again, but it, it took a lot out of me. Like, it was yeah. a lot. And it was a two, it was a double layer. So I had one layer on the bottom that was one energetic working. And then the top one was mixed with road opener. And I've made my own road opener candles before, and I need to get the stuff to make them again because I really, I enjoy those. But um, I kind of mixed it in with, like, the stuff that she works on. And then I think that's, I might have had a, oh, I had an Oracle one I saved for myself, but then when our power went out, I had to use it. So oh, I still we all have got that real one. psychic during our power outage. <laughs> I, uh, to a testament of just how many boundary-setting spells I have been using, I ran out, uh, like, I burned out the... Hexbreaker and the fucking Morrigan candles on the same day. <laughs> wow. Oh, I guess I need yeah. to re-up those. I haven't. That's a good idea. I should do that this. I gotta look I at like the both hexbreaker. of those. I haven't used them in the Hexbreaker ones before, but I really you liked it. Hexbreaker is everybody's favorite. I love that one. Even well, this was the first one of them I'd ordered. Because they always sell out before I get paid. <laughs> the last few times you've made them. It's just oh, how well. it worked. Well, let me know. I'll just set one aside next time, dork. Um, every, even making them for me is enough. Like, I don't need to burn one myself because the whole process of making them seems to work itself for me. So yeah. it's kind of handy. But that one is one that people um, really seem to be able to find effective, which is nice. Yeah, I got one thing. That one. She, uh, my friend ordered one because um, she was having somebody kind of like try to hex them at work, literally, like a person who probably has some mental health problems based on what else was going on. But she was like, as soon as I like even opened it, just the smell made me feel better. And I was like, exactly. I love these. (laughs) That's such a nice compliment. Um, I'm trying to think of something else that would be 
I've been trying to open myself up to um, some of the different methods that we've read about for ritual work that I normally wouldn't do. Um, trying to think. So, like, burning more things, uh, writing down new moon intentions, which I always seem to forget. <laughs> Almost always will forget down. to do. I always just kind of do it in my head while it's no, happening. Yeah. But I say them out loud. I've been trying to say things because I noticed that I have a tendency to just like it's probably because of the weed because I use it so heavily because I feel like I feel like I shut myself down so much from a lot of stuff like this when I was still into like Christianity and things that I blocked myself off from really being willing or like just not having that voice in the back of my head being like, this is bullshit while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like is something I've heard from other atheists and other scientists when they want to have a spiritual practice. Like, whether it's Christianity or Wicca or whatever the fuck they want to do, it's like getting over that hump of the, this is absolute bullshit is really Suspending hard. disbelief. Yeah. Uh, so the weed helps a ton with that shit, but it's also a lot of mirror magic, and I, I'm not gonna talk out loud to myself, because that seems a certain level of something that I don't want to go down, you know what I mean? You know how you get around that? (laughs) Whisper. Oh. Whisper chance? I know, I feel stupid when I'm talking, like, ritually speaking out loud, it's, and plus there's always people walking in and out, and Like, my kids have seen me in the middle a few times, and whatever I'm doing, I'll stop and be like, okay, just give me a few minutes, and I'll be out to help you. But then sometimes, like, curiosity gets the best of them, and they just plop down, and I'm like, (laughs) okay. So then I got to try to finish whatever I'm doing or just stop completely, which has happened quite a few times. But um, whisper, one, just whispering the intentions out loud, I feel like so far it's had the same results as actually speaking loudly, um singing is another one that's what I've been doing I've I I mean we all I think at this point know that I get real weird with my playlists and like very specific (laughs) about placement in them and so I just started making I made a playlist called uh Sagittarius and it's just for whatever I want to do it has songs on it that I can like pop it somewhere in the middle and just be good for whatever I could possibly need to do And so I've been doing that with the weed and either I sing with it or I just like let it play Mm -hmm. and kind of let the music work with it. And then I will say things out loud, kind of not louder than it. So also if if my neighbors are in their bathroom, they don't hear me talking to myself (laughs) because that would also be weird. Um, But I've done that or uh, for the one ornate one that I did in January, I just did an ornate one in between podcasts um, today. But uh, the one in January, I just kind of like did in my head and I was like, this seems weird. I feel like I should be better at being able to like say things that I want. So I've been trying to say stuff out loud just to see if there's a difference. Mm -hmm. And it seems like sometimes there is and sometimes there's not. So I don't know. (laughs) I I think it depends on what it is. Yeah. I and and kind of the emotion behind the words because there are some words you can say that automatically give you an emotion 
mm-hmm. like that you can't help it. And then there are some, you know, there's some things you say that you can say it straight and feel nothing. So it kind of, that's a very personal thing. So maybe it's learning which words are your trigger words for having to be said out loud or being able to do the magic in, you know, inside of you without verbally speaking it. Yeah. Uh, that would be interesting to make a list, like I slowly start working that. out a list of words that you are like power words for you that need to be spoken out loud or can be said in your head. Oh, I might start doing that with some March ones. Because I don't even remember, I don't, did I, I may not have said anything out loud, because I was doing, like, a spread, and just, like, candle intention work stuff. I never I feel write like, them down, or oh, say I the intentions out loud. I stopped writing stuff down, for the most part. And the only time I write it down now is if I'm going to burn it. <laughs> yeah, I so, write down, like, the steps that I do, or... if it's a ritual that has definitely worked the way that I wanted it to work. Um, right. I actually, I I think I found my old, when I, I mean, when I started this like 13, 14, 15 years ago, I'm pretty sure I found my old journal that had stuff written down in it that I had done. And like all all these teeny tiny itty bitty notes because every day I would go to the library and write down as many things out of the books as I could find for myself and, like, try to remember. And I was just overwhelmed. Like, there's so much information. And, you know, you always feel like you're doing things wrong when you're first yes. starting. Um, <laughs> Very and much. now looking back, I'm like, oh, I didn't need any of this. Like, this is all, it's not practical information. It's nice to know what every alphabetical herb from A to B will do for you. But most of them do multiple things. Like, chances yeah. are you have what you need for whatever work you want somewhere within a one mile radius or less to where you are depending like maybe not you because you live in the desert but I bet if you tried hard enough you could find something from outside to represent all of the elements needed for whatever working you were doing yeah like I I feel like Reno is weird because in Reno you are very much in the desert but if you drive 30 to 40 minutes to Tahoe you are very much in like a nice forested area with everything mm-hmm. or you could travel 20 minutes and go to where the fucking donner party died like yeah it's right here they have a picnic area it's called that the plant. donner party picnic area like how fucking ironic is that i'm not sure yeah. how much in good taste that is but right i i feel cringy <clears throat> about it every time i see it but i want to go at least once just to be like we went to the donner party picnic area <laughs> we went... picnic first. uh yeah <laughs> be eating like chicken wings or something that you have to eat off the bone oh, we could get like kfc yeah get like a bucket oh gross <laughs> um <laughs> I like chicken. I'm sorry. No, I like chicken too. I'm definitely not. Anyway, I just was thinking like chewed on bones. Um, Um, So, yeah. Something that's, you know, consistent between our Stark rituals is candles. Yeah. Um, I feel like candle magic is one of the easiest and quickest, but can also be dressed up to be ornate. Uh, I actually, uh, one of the Stark rituals I did was with a tea light, and it wasn't even a specific, it was just a tea light sample of one of my candles I had lying around in the color that I needed. And I, 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 tried colors. In, 
I carve. Well, I, I try to go with colors as much as I can to a point. I, I think it's need the old Wiccan in me that, that dies. Well, it's up to you. It's totally, you could make your own color scheme for that. So when you think of money, what colors do you think of? Green and black, weirdly. Probably more like a silvery color. I guess like silver, coin color. White, any of those colors, right? Uh, when you think of love, what do you think of? Pink, red. Yeah. Uh, you think of healing. Some people think of green. Some people think of white. Some people think of blue. And all of those work for that. And I think uh, one of the only things that I really enjoyed when I was um, really trying hard to be Wiccan was that they said white candles are, like, for everything. So you could use them for any kind of spell, which I thought was mm. that's pretty noble of them. They know they got people that can't afford every color of the rainbow of candles, so white's going to work. If you got a white tea light, you can do a spell. So I that's feel like stuck with me a little bit. I go more with scents and, like, especially for deity candles, because those are really... The the one from Mouse of Hoodoo is the first one that's not really, like, besides your abundance ones, it's, like, everything I seem to be drawn to is, like, weird deity archetype things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I go with either the, the deity it's named after or I go by smell more than I go by the color. Some people are more scent-driven than colors. I, I don't think there's any problem with that because there's multiple layers to, I mean even a stark spell. So like you have a plain candle with no scent. Maybe it doesn't even have color. It's just a white little candle. You can add your own herbs on it. You can add your own oils on it. You can carve whatever you want into it. Like you can basically turn any simple object into either a singular stark ritual or a large ornate one, depending on what you want to do so I feel like now that I'm older scent does come into play more obviously because that's my job is (laughs) so for me it does have a a different like I think I get a little um use I shouldn't say used to it but like when when I'm selling the candles and someone opens up an intention candle and smells it and they're like oh my God, this smells really good. Like for me, the scent is secondary to what I am, what story I'm telling with the scents. Not the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's the like sense memory. Smelling. Like to me, color, I think it's because sight is one of my, like, is a weird one for me because the way, uh, this will get into that weird article that went around a couple weeks ago, but the way that my brain works, uh, do you have an inner monologue in your head that's, like, narrating your life as it happens? Yeah. Well, I mean, I talk to myself in my head and can hear the yeah. voice. Yeah. Like, I either talk to myself or I narrate things. Like, something narrates things in my head. But it's also, like, a movie at the same time. So I can be seeing what I'm seeing in front of me, like, the computer and the door over there. But also in my head, there's a little movie of, like, whatever I'm thinking of with the inner monologue and the narration and neither of those voices are like my voice the way it sounds Mm. which is also weird (laughs) um and uh so for me I feel like sight and color are like things that I don't pay much attention to Mm -hmm. but smells taste and hearing stuff is a bigger is like a bigger thing for me for connecting to stuff so I feel like maybe it's just like 
when I smell certain things, it either takes me back to working with the candle before, if it's one that I've ordered multiple ones of, Mm -hmm. or, uh, like, just sense memory that I have with smells that smell like that. You know what I mean? Well, I think um, what I meant by that previous comment was, like, yes, scent scent is very important to me, obviously. But (laughs) it's, it's less about whether or not the scent smells pleasing to me when I'm making it as it is to the, the end goal of what I'm trying to accomplish with those scents telling the story. Yeah. Does that make sense? And so I always, I feel weird that I get surprised when people smell it and they're like, Oh, this smells really good, but they have no idea what they're holding. I'll just get people picking it up and opening it cause they want to smell another candle and they'll be like, Oh, this smells really good. Which to me is always like, Oh yeah, I, I guess it does smell good, but also it's really great for this, you know? Yeah, I feel like I do that with either, like, regular candles versus the intention candles that I'm specifically buying for certain things, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or the soaps, where it's, like, I feel very differently about soaps I make for, like, holidays or seasons. Mm. Even the, the, like, witchcrafty holiday ones. Uh, Or just, like, random-ass ideas I get versus the soaps that I make for, like, intentions and ritual work and stuff. Do you need me? No. Okay. Be quiet. Okay. (laughs) Yes, I agree. And I don't think that you have to have, um, you know, it can just be a scented candle that you can use in your rituals. It's fine. (laughs) It's good. It's all right. You can leave her in here. It's good. It's fine, honey. Sorry. No, usually it's Mark. It's good. <laughs> anyway, um, I I don't think that in a pinch it matters if it's just a scented candle. If it if it gives you that <laughs> if it gives you that feeling, you know, that you're looking for in whatever you're doing. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah, everybody and their mom can just come in now. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, so we should say Stark. Um, God, no, I'm bleh, bleh, bleh. Stark rituals generally only have, I would say, less than three components is what I'm finding. I feel like mine don't get more than four, but I feel like sometimes I have a fourth thing. But it's, it uh, depends. Yeah. It depends on how. It depends on what it is. I feel like because usually I have like a crystal or a couple crystals, a candle, and like the weed. But sometimes I'll add like a tarot card onto whatever little altar space I'm working on, just if I need like that extra focus. I feel like, mm-hmm. like to direct it a very specific way. I might add something like that. But usually it's just like two or three things. So we say on average three, two to three items. Yeah. Ritual and any more than that and it starts to become a more ornate ritual. Yeah. Or if it's, I feel like if it's directed at more than one thing or something that's almost too broad for like one little ritual, then it might, it might 
be more of like a small step in a larger ornate ritual. Yeah, I would agree. If that with makes that. sense. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how we can define it very specifically. I know we've made notes about this and and tried. Uh, I'm pretty sure I left and I found a note that I left to myself like six months ago when we talked about this <laughs> in my phone the other day. Um, but I would say my ornate rituals tend to go candle, uh, maybe an object that I'm working with charging, crystals definitely, herbs, um, oils, like for dressing candles, mm-hmm. or myself. Um, uh, what's it? My brain just stopped. Shower, like showering's yeah. great, but ritual showering. So taking a shower before I do the ritual, making sure I haven't eaten a whole bunch before I do it, because sometimes that'll make me, like, tired and I don't want to do any of it, you know? Like, if I eat a whole bunch. I think for me, instead of the eating a whole bunch, I I get really, really, really high. Like, not just took a few puffs of my weed vape and I feel calm now, but, like, a little bit giggly and out of my mind (laughs) levels. I can't do that anymore. I don't like not being in control of every body. Felt like I probably would not like it before we moved here, but it's kind of nice to not. I feel like I'm just that level of like uptight and anal about everything on a normal basis that like dropping it down to a level where I can like take a night and record podcasts all day instead of doing like more homework than what mm-hmm. I already turned in is like and not feel immense guilt. Yeah. Is like nice. <laughs> I also like to um when I'm doing an ornate ritual, I also like to after I've done the shower and the ritual itself and everything that goes along with that, then I'll do a reading to like mm. conclude the ritual so I sort of see the trajectory of what my work is doing. And so sometimes it's a little bit of a put off if it's not a favorable spread, like if it kind of tells me, oh, this may not work the way you want it to. And then I know that once the ritual is done, okay, let it go and then maybe try something different. I actually kind of did that today without like purposely doing it. I was, I recorded with Zach earlier and I basically rearranged everything and set up like a podcast altar that I'm now not at because the dogs had a literal shit show all over the apartment. Yeah, we think Jackson either heard something next door or up above and got scared and, like, oh. ran pooped, if that makes oh. sense. Like, oh, no. it was all in a line <laughs> from where he usually lays in his little bed to the door. So it was like he was running. Um, oh, and man. it went everywhere. Uh, so now I put them in their crates while I'm doing this one because it's like I don't want that to happen again. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and our neighbors are still making noise. So uh, I set up all the candles and everything, and I had crystals arranged everywhere. And I like didn't do it on purpose. I moved them to make room for my laptop and the mic. Mm-hmm. And it actually arranged in a way that was like, oh, this works really well for like new moon stuff. And I wanted to do another. Like, I wanted to do an ornate thing, because I did a dark moon thing yesterday, but it was a little different, uh, because I was making the Florida water soaps, so it was more Mm. directed at, like, that than, like, Mm. general fun times. (laughs) Uh, So I was just kind of, like, sitting there, like, meditating through what I wanted to do. I was like, maybe I should just do another reading, and so I, uh, because I've been doing, I guess that's kind of a stark thing 
that's also somehow ornate because it keeps going. But I've been doing weekly live readings in my Facebook group. And so uh, I used the spread that I use for that with a couple of decks. Um, and it ended up being like, now that I look at what I wrote down to work on for like March and like the next things that are coming up, it like, it ended up working really well. So transitioning thing mm-hmm. for the spread, because it's, it's six cards. So the top three are mind, body, and spirit. And then the bottom three are past, present, and future. So it's kind of like just, you get everything all in the mix. Um, but I I haven't really done like a reading reading in the middle of one. I've done it like right before as like a way to start off, but I haven't done it like at the end to close it out. And so that was I've, fun. I've also done them in the middle. I think it kind of depends on what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. But I, I always try to involve as many elements as possible. Um, when I've set if I've set myself up for that much time and that much attention to it, I will try to bring in as many yeah. of the things that I use. Uh, the note that I wrote, this was December of last year. So two months ago? Oh, that's when I looked at it last. God damn it. I don't know when I wrote it last. <laughs> that's when I last spell checked my... What are you doing? The dogs are making noise. Oh. I, I wrote, ornate magic is repetition. With each additional layer of ritual item and action, you are reinforcing to yourself what your purpose is and therefore your intention. Oh. I was probably drunk. <laughs> I like it though. I feel like I've I want to start like including other things. So I've I've ordered a couple of books that are like affirmations and like mantras and stuff. And I have another one I want to get. Um, but I feel like I want to just start like turning to a random page and reading through the thing and like adding more elements. Have you ever into tried stuff? Um, divination that way? No, but I've heard of people doing it with the Bible, which is probably why I have not tried it. You should try it when you're doing your weed magic. Ask a question, open a book to a random page, put your finger down, and that line is your answer or that word. That seems like a terrifying way to go on a really weird trip. <laughs> uh, put half on the types in there. of books that I have. Most of them are going to be educational, I'm sure. Speaking of which, educational Most books. Of them. No. I'm reading that Voodoo Queen, um, The Lives of Marie Laveau by Martha something. It's okay. over there. And uh, I think you'll like it. It's a very, you can tell it's written by an academic. <laughs> that makes me happy. I like those kinds of books. But uh, Marie Laveau was actually, was two people for sure, but they think also a third person, like a great granddaughter. Yeah, she goes I'm by her own that. name too, but she also the reason people have such a hard time um, figuring out what's truth and what's fiction about Marie Laveau is because that great grand- granddaughter likes to just tell outrageous lies about Marie Laveau, and everyone's everyone knows it's a lie, but she just like she is a storyteller, and that's what she does. She just creates these huge, elaborate stories about her family with no like not sorry at all, you know, it's kind of fun, the stories that she tells, because they're always more entertaining than probably any sort of truth could have yeah. ever been, but um, I think it's interesting, I think it's because they, they called her the secret keeper, and so they think that her uh, storytelling had to do with keeping family secrets, and keeping the secrets of New Orleans voodoo. Yeah, they get, 
I feel like there are some people who are more open about stuff like that than others. But when oh, it's, it's from a family, I've noticed that when it's from a family line that is traditionally kept it quiet, when one person does talk, it seems almost even more sensational because it's like, but these people never tell what they're doing. And now somebody's spilling all the tea, you we know, see, um, the oldest Marie Laveau down in because there was a square that all the that basically the only place the black people could go and they the, weren't. Huh? Congo. It, well, it wasn't called that before. Yeah, it was called it's, Congo, it's, something like Congo Square or something like that. But yeah, it became. Well, now is probably French Quarter, but they used to dance every Sunday after church. They would go down there and like dance. So well, the the deal huh? they had worked out with this church parishioner was, uh, Marie Laveau would fill the church with people every Sunday morning, and they would all sit through the service and all that. And then in the evening, they would go have these dances where she'd have snakes and they would, uh, you know, she would, uh, they used to say that she hypnotized the guards and stuff and she could get anybody into anywhere in that area just walking through with her. Hmm. Pretty interesting. That's kind of cool. The, uh, the guy, when we took the cemetery tour, the guy that was giving it showed us the three faux vote. uh, Mm -hmm sepulchers basically and um like what people people know now that they are definitely faux lavos but they still go to those three anyway because of the the energy left by past work essentially mm-hmm. um but now they use all three for like different things yeah so it's almost like the love you'll go to one if you're asking for yeah versus yeah. when you go to her real tomb and what you do that for um, but nobody draws on the walls of her real tomb anymore That's because true. they're they're worried about the uh, the damage essentially. Mm. Um, so they'll only draw the X's on the fake ones, and nobody draws on the real one. But they do still leave offerings and stuff. We saw a bunch of them. It was pretty cool. Yeah, one of the theories of why they did the X's was because, um, and I don't, they didn't say whether this was actually a confirmed theory, but some people theorize because her signature, they thought she didn't know how to, like, write. She just put X. Oh, see, the the way they explained it to us there was that um, it was supposed to represent kind of the sacrifices of everyone who was enslaved because a lot of them could not write. And they were forced to sign that way on a lot of documents. Because that might they couldn't be write. Um, similar. But I feel like that's kind of a glossing over way of explaining yeah. it, you know? I'm it makes it a little first... more pleasant than I want slavery to be for people. I'm in the first, like, quarter of the book, so. Yeah. <laughs> I just got really excited about some parts. Because uh, it sounds like the oldest Marie, Lebe- Marie Laveau was, like pretty badass chick oh yeah well and they um she created an endowment when they buried her so that anybody found destitute in the french quarter if they don't have anywhere to be buried they go in her tomb oh that's cool and so there's there's about 50 i think people in the last hundred years that have gone in there but it used to be a lot or they can use the endowment funds to bury them somewhere else if they like, cause you get your year in a day and then they push you to the I wonder if it's empty shoot. by now. Like if it's been uh, used up. No, cause they said they're still doing it. Hmm. Um, 
But I think because people can donate to the endowments um, because a lot of the clubs for Mardi Gras also have sepulchers. Um, and so like the the one for the bands will bury um, any of the destitute musicians or anyone found on the street in certain areas of the city. Like they, they all have different claims and mm-hmm. people donate money to all of the different endowments to keep it going. That's cool. I didn't yeah. know that. It was, I didn't either, and I was like, that's a really great way to, like, ensure that your community, like, that people will mourn them, essentially. Because if they entomb someone there, then that um, that organization is responsible. So even if they didn't have any family, there are people there at the funeral, like, mm. honoring them anyways, which mm-hmm. is really nice to me, I think, anyway. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I'm trying to think what I've been reading besides... I've been reading Becoming Dangerous and then the Chani Nicholas, um, You Were Born for This astrology book, mm. which is, like, amazing. Um, and I got a couple of books to start reading. The next one is Real Magic, uh, Ancient Wisdom, Modern Science, and a Guide to the Secret Power of the Universe oh. by someone who supposedly has a PhD. So we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> um, it's kind of thin, but we'll see. And then I got one that... Um, one of my professors recommended to us a while ago called Braiding Sweetgrass, Indigenous Wisdom, Scientific oh, Knowledge. Oh, yeah. I've teaching. heard of that one. Yeah. Um, it's Robin Wall Kimmerer. Um, and uh, she's she's Um So it's actually written by, like, an indigenous person That's instead nice. of, like, people trying to explain indigenous religions. Um so I'm excited to read that one too. They're next good. on my my pile of not school books. Uh, I think the only one I wanted to finish this Marie Laveau one, and then I want to start. I have to order it still though. There's a book called uh, Existential Kink, and I, it's by I want to say Carolyn. Oh, I get emails from her, and that's why I got it. And it's about. Hang on, I'm going to look it up. Existential. That's not how you spell that word, Desiree. I'm going to look up the book I want to order. Existential kink. Uh, by Carolyn Elliott. So you can actually sign up for her free um, uh, email list. And she sends you actually a lot of really good information every couple of weeks or so. But she does like online classes and stuff. And uh, just she has a really different viewpoint of just magic in general. That's I think is really interesting. Um, and you know, I also I have a not a complaint, but a like a a thing I a witchcraft thing I do not like. I showed you a couple months ago. I received the literary witches oracle deck. Yeah. From uh, my aunt for my birthday thing. I don't know something like that. And I I cannot get into it. Oh, no. It's, it's not my bag. So it's sitting here, and I'm wondering if someone else might, like, someone else could use it, you know? I should just do, like, a giveaway or something and put that in with a candle. Because I just, it's not... Oh, it's not your thing? No. I know. A I got people... so excited. I thought it would be my thing. I even have the book. I have, a, like, the actual hardback book, and then I have the deck still in the box. I have tried to go through it once or twice, and I just don't... I don't care for it as much as I hoped I would so I have a couple friends that got that deck and they really like it but I every time I look at 
like the pictures online, I'm just like, this might be fun one day. And I haven't really felt the need to order it yet. And so I can't justify ordering it because there are so many others that I'm waiting to like save up to order that I'm like, I need this deck now. I think my problem is I don't like I already have one or two more than I like to work with and it feels wasteful. So I don't even like to look at other ones online. I really, um, you know, I have, I have like a goddess deck that I use. I have a vintage wisdom Oracle deck that I use. And then I have the wild unknown is my most commonly used. And then every once in a while I use my David Bowie tarot deck one over there. Um, but that one's got so much imagery in it that it's really hard to even digest what the message is. Like, yeah, they're in I, there's a lot happening on those cards. So I have so many decks, but I, I use them all a lot. And what I've started doing is um, pairing them up to use in the readings every week. Oh, that's a good idea. Because um, I have a lot of them that are like the... Like, I have the Wild Unknown and then the Wild Unknown Oracle. Or I have the Way Home Tarot and then Bakara Wintner's other Oracle deck, the Postcards from TLS. Or I have, like, Spirit's Beak in the Road to Nowhere, which is what I used this week. Um, So I feel like they already go together the way they were made. Mm-hmm. And so I, it gets a little deeper into the reading that way. Because um, I try to use either two different tarot decks or an Oracle and a tarot deck because I feel like the when you pull clarifiers from the opposite deck you can get a little bit of a better answer I feel like sometimes because it's just sometimes it's a different thing than what that deck already has Mm -hmm. especially with tarot and oracle because the oracles aren't like the archetypes but um I have so many decks and I want more I feel like I'm a tarot deck hoarder but it's kind of like I want to have like a library of decks (laughs) Like, that's just how I see it. And, like, they all... I use them all for different things. That makes sense. I mean, I'm not shaming anybody for having some... I know it's a hard, steep road to go down when you start finding ones you really like. I just feel like, for me, I thought I could have multiple decks, but now I realize that they... To me, they just feel erroneous, and then I end up not connecting with them. So I kind of, I'm set with what I have for now, unless, but yeah, that may change in a bit. Um, I was trying to think of other, I wanted to end this by like giving other suggestions than just like our stuff. Cause I know we're always prepping people's books and websites and podcasts, but like um, really good candle makers. Like you said, House of Hoodoo. Yeah, I would, so, I would say she puts an instruction paper in every order and I would go with that is all I'm saying because (laughs) like it just feels like I call it scary and it's kind of scary but it's like you know when you get something I feel like this with the hexbreaker candle and the morrigan candle from your shop too it's like you get something and just touching it is like oh my god this is Mm -hmm. like big it feels like that every time I even look at them. <laughs> nice. I'm just like, I'm like, oh. That's nice. Uh, but she she puts a ton of stuff into them, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but those and yours and uh, what are the other ones that I use? I get a lot of crystals from Everyday Magic, which is uh, Bakara Wintner's store in Durham. That's also where all of my tarot decks are mostly from. <laughs> Um, oh, I can talk about a deck I don't talk about much. Uh, Claire Goodchild 
you can uh, sign up for her biweekly newsletter. It's um, she's Black in the Moon. Oh yeah, I like on her. Uh, Instagram. But she does the uh, Oracle of Oddities, the I um, like that one. Antique Anatomy Tarot, the If Compendium. I was going to get another Oracle deck, I think that's what I'd go for. But I, I finally got a box that all of mine fit in, because it came in three versions, the mm-hmm. Oracle of Oddities. So each version has different cards, um, or each volume, I guess. Uh, and so I had three separate boxes, but I want to use them all together, and then I don't know which cards go in which deck for the little box. So uh, I bought a box from uh, All That Raz on Etsy. And now they all fit in one box. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm trying to think of where. So I have ordered candles from Silver Raven Wolf. Like she does little tea lights and bigger candles, but I'm not. I haven't. Every time I go to look at her page, something on it kind of makes me like, Ugh, and then I just get off of it before I order anything. So I'm trying to think of who I've. Um. um my friend Megan, who does the, um, no, hers is Herbal Moon Apothecary. She does a lot of tinctures and stuff that I, like, I use multiple all day. But she also just recently started making intention candles, and they are so pretty. And they're and she uses all essential oils. Like, hers is a different take on the intention candle, which I appreciate. And she definitely decorates them differently. And she is... Um, she teaches like, you know, herbal classes on foraging and that kind of thing. Cause she lives probably two hours away from me. Uh, oh, but her cool. stuff's really great. And then another one I really like is moon goddess magic apothecary. And I follow both of these people are on Instagram and have their own websites by those same names. Um, and her stuff is very like romantic, not, not I like, like looking at romance. all her flat lays. Like they're just so pretty. Which one? Moon goddess magic? Yes. Everything she takes... Yeah. I mean, she puts so much care into the beauty of every single aspect of whatever she's making, which is really neat. Like, I'm not like that. I'm a little... I, I'm a little I bit get chaotic. Like certain soaps, but it's... Like, I got fancy molds for, like, a, a sea witch, kind of water witch blend I'm working on um, that look like waves on the top. Mm-hmm. So it'll look like there's, like, a swirling wave in the soap. Um, but other than that, it's more like I try to make sure it all smells good and that there's no palm oil or like stuff like that in there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. more what I care about. <laughs> well, I was just, I'm trying to think of like, other than that, uh, I would say supporting your local, uh, metaphysical shop if you can is great because all small businesses, uh, everywhere are pretty, it's a struggle. Like, you know, yeah. they're all struggling, especially if you have a brick and mortar. Um, but those those are the two for candles that come off the top of my head. So if you're tired of hearing me shill my own shit yeah. on this, uh, you could check them out for sure. I'm trying to think if I use... Uh, oh, uh, Magic Hour. Um, they're Magic Hour Astrology on Etsy. But they make uh, candles and, um, like, ritual bath type things. Okay. Uh, and I used one of their candles for the Hades stuff. Um, I just ordered another one because I'm about out of it, too. Uh, but, yeah, I used their stuff. I'm trying to think whose soap stuff I use. Uh, peace, she's at Peaceful Pagan Person on um, oh, um, Instagram. Yeah, I have her in a few. I cannot. 
I know her name because I have sponsored her zine a couple months, which is oh. a really cute little like thing that comes out. It's really pretty. It's well done. Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. she. I want a giveaway of hers, and so she has like a meditation oil and then a, a vitamin C like face serum that I've been using, and they both smell great. But they also She's just kind of like peaceful pagan person. One does. Oh, Jamie I does. Think, I think that's her. Maybe it was something else. That's what I thought it was. Well, because Jamie does. She runs the um, the witchcraft zine, which is really cool, and she makes like little spell jars. I know because I. No, I got them confused. Now I'm trying to figure out whose it was <laughs> in the bathroom. Uh, I don't remember. I will post it when I go back in there. I'm sure we could make an entire episode just on other other shops and pagans and fun people that we utilize. Uh, Gather Time sells um, fresh and dried herbs. Uh, I think she's got her own website instead of Etsy now, but she also does these herbal um, smoke blends. Mm. So, like, instead of weed or cigarettes, it's, like, an herbal yeah. mix you can mm-hmm. use for different things. Um, I haven't tried them yet, but I have er- ordered herbs from her before for the soaps, um, and she's pretty fun. Uh, and she's cool to follow on Instagram. She has a YouTube channel, too, I think. Nice. She's more Wicca, I think, than yeah. we are. But So, if you're if you're looking for more information on that, she does really good YouTubes about, like, the different holidays and stuff. I don't know. I'm like, no, that's good. That's a that's a couple different places to get all that kind of stuff. So, goal met. Yay! Uh, also, the Florida water soaps are back. If if yay. you guys are just waiting on them, those are they one of my favorites. Place. I know. I love making them. Uh, I made them last night during the dark moon, so they're very they're very boundariesy, as is and- everything I've been doing. Also, I'm going to add really good for ritual showers before a ritual. Yeah, like, it's very, like, cleanse yourself, cleanse your energy, cleanse the space you're in, mm-hmm. uh, keep negativity the fuck away kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Uh, but these these are very, very boundaries. And they turned out a really cool blue this time. Instead of They were, like, really light blue last time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used the actual mold instead of just pouring them and chopping them up. Um, mm-hmm. And now they're like they're like oceany blue. Yeah, I saw. Did you send me a picture? I think I sent it to our like our uh, Instagram. I am confusing social media life with real life, and it's a problem. Uh, it's, uh, at this point, I think social media life is my real life. <laughs> like I'm just. I don't know. I did a billion posts today, so that's why I'm in the land of recording and posting and pictures. Oh, so what are we doing our next one on? Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde. Okay, so I'm not going to say when we're going to record, because then we won't do it. We will just figure it out as it goes. Yes. I feel like it's fine. I do have, I already have a lot of notes, because I've been dealing with this, this shit for a while. I am just, like, learning about how I deal with retrogrades recently. It's pretty Um, personal, I think. I have found that, like, checking with my birth chart and seeing, like, where things are going there has been the most effective way for me to deal with them. So far, anyway. But Yeah, I tend... It's funny, because I 
kept telling my husband, uh, we need to do our taxes because I don't want to do them during Mercury retrograde. And now it's Mercury retrograde and we just did our taxes today. Because I'm to like, at first I was like, no, we need to wait till after it's over. And he just looked at me and I was like, no, you're right. I cannot put my life on hold because of Mercury retrograde. Yeah, like so I, I need to do this. mine because I want a tattoo. <laughs> and I need a refund okay. to be able to get a tattoo. I'm a grad student. I don't pay taxes at this point anymore. It's more like just getting it done to make sure, like, I don't know, it's stressful doing it business taxes. Like, I don't have an accountant. I do all of this on my own. And I am, like, always so convinced I'm doing things the wrong way. So I'm just really yeah. hoping I did it right. Because there's no, there's no resources to tell me if I'm doing things right or wrong. It's hard. Unless you want to pay for it. Like, yeah, HR well, block or something. I don't even know if they, I mean, to pay for, like, a consult for all the questions that I have. I might as well just hire an accountant <laughs> like at this point. There's no books. Like, I'm trying to find... Stuff. No, there are, like, no tax books. It's really annoying. I feel yeah. like that would be something people should, Small like, write about. Small business books is all, like, you know, I it's, it's not about what I'm looking for. Like, I know how to make candles. I know how to sell them, in theory. I need to know all the little itty-bitty shitty stuff that I'm just guessing on at this point. So... We'll see how that goes. I guess worst the worst thing that can happen is I owe a lot of money. The best thing that can happen is I don't owe any money. So yeah, I think this year because uh this year it's like I don't have any TVAR stuff on it, so it's just the school and it's like my refund is gonna be great, but it's because I made no money. <laughs> so yeah. Uh oh. I gotta go lay the crack down. I don't know if you can hear them giggling. <laughs> All right. Well, um, our Instagram is at Pinecones and Moonstones with all the words written out. Um, our Twitter is at Pinecones M O One. Our Facebook is Pinecones Ampersand Moonstones. And there's also, um, if you join us on Patreon, there's a patrons only Facebook group. Um. I think that's all I think. I, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. So, uh, hopefully Mercury Retrograde treats you all well. And until next time, don't be a dick. Eat your vegetables and stay hydrated. Bye.